Hello, world culture enthusiasts. We are in uh, another episode of Crossing Cultures, a podcast about the intriguing, bizarre, interesting and subtle differences in everyday life. My name is Asaf, and I'm joined by these wonderful guests. Uh, you might notice that we are not in our usual studio. We are actually in a recording studio in Lisbon, a wonderful place called Display uh, Sound Labs that was graceful enough to um, host us here. And today, appropriately, we're going to be talk talking about vacations because everybody here is on some kind of vacation, including myself. And uh, without further ado, I'll let all these guests uh, introduce themselves. Let's start with... Hi, my name is Oman, and uh, I like to call us Omi. I'm from Pakistan, and uh, I'm visiting here. And trust me, it's the best place to visit. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a great place to live. I'm Simon from Germany, and already been here for two, more than two years, actually. And yeah, it's a wonderful city. Are you like on? Are you still on vacation mode, or do you um, feel like a local? Occasionally, I mean, it's my home, so I don't feel like a tourist here. And yeah, uh, I like to go visit places around Lisbon, around Portugal. So I'm going into vacation mode once in a while. But in Lisbon, I don't feel like a like a tourist or like a vacationer. All right. Yeah. I'm uh, Matt. I'm from the United States. Uh, more specifically Rochester, New York, and uh, it's my third day in Lisbon, and I'm kind of just traveling through. Uh, I'm a kind of three and a half week tour of Europe. Uh, my name is Joanna. I live actually in Lisbon since one year, one month, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> and uh, for me, it's Lisbon, it's a mix of work and a vacation. So. I think I'm still in the vacation mode right now. Vacation mode. And <laughs> yeah, you're from? I'm from Poland. Poland. All right. So um, we're talking about vacations. <coughs> and so the first uh, question I'll ask each one is, uh, where are the most popular destinations for Pakistanis, for example, to go on vacation? Is Lisbon a popular destination in Pakistan? Mm, you can say, but uh, there are so many places in Pakistan as well. It's like two perspectives. If you want to go on vacation within the Pakistan or outside of Pakistan, from my area, it's quite plain area and we have, we don't have mountains like Lisbon. So we have an area in Pakistan capital is Islamabad. So it's like hill stations. Mm -hmm. There's some specific place named as Mari. So whenever I want to go, I go there. And for outside, for me, Lisbon is best place. Really? But yeah. is it a popular, what, like... What is a more what is a popular uh, destination that you would find like a lot of uh, Pakistani tourists outside of Pakistan? Maybe Manchester. Manchester. Yeah. Manchester, England. England. Manchester. Yeah, in Manchester, in fifty-five percent Pakistani. And whenever you have some specific uh, occasion like Eid, there's a special event, and on Eid you can see like a uh, Pakistan. People are wearing some traditional dress, traditional foods. It's like a mini Pakistan, Manchester. All right, so Manchester, England, right? Yeah, All right. exactly. That's super so it's interesting. my best place you want to go. Okay. For what about uh, German people? Where do they go vacationing outside of Germany? Uh, I think the primary location for Germans is actually Germany. So, 
<laughs> yeah, they like to hang out on the coast in the north um, and go to the mountains in the south and some other locations around the country. But uh, Germans like to travel, so especially around Europe, Spain, France, Italy, Austria. And sometimes I feel a bit like in Germany, even here in Lisbon. So in the summer, there's like you can hear German around every corner. There's yeah. So many people coming here. Yeah. Uh, well, Germans are, are globetrotters. They travel a lot. The, yeah, definitely. You can find us actually in, I think, every corner, every remote corner of the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about you, Matt? Uh, well, it's very similar. I think Americans like to a lot of times just travel inside the United States. Uh, because the United States is so big, there's so many uh, cultures and so many different places to visit. Um, very, very popular is uh, Florida. So uh, going to either like Miami or Orlando, going to Disney World is a very, uh, it's a very popular destination. Um, also, uh, if we travel outside the country, we usually like to go to someplace warm. Um, so usually like maybe like the Bahamas or Jamaica. So somewhere in uh, uh, Central Caribbean. America. Mm -hmm. And those are those are usually pretty uh, popular destinations. We also like to go to Hawaii, mm. which I'm surprised you didn't say Mexico. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there there is definitely I think with um, the younger population. So if you're a college, college age person um, going to um, certain spots in Mexico are mm. popular. Cancun. Yeah, can Cancun is. We've very all popular. seen the movies. And yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there definitely is a, is a is a kind of a almost like a stereotype that's rooted in that. So, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but like going traveling to um, some people travel to Europe, but um, uh, normally people I think in general like to stay like within the country. How many? What is the percentage of Americans that don't even have a passport or or have never traveled abroad? Uh, it's actually, I mean, that's a that's a hard like a uh, question to answer because I think it really depends on where you are. Um, like if you're in a metropolitan area, you're probably going to have much different different types of people. So they're the ones that are going to travel um, abroad. I, I have to imagine that especially in uh, uh, more rural or smaller places, um, they really don't have passports. Um, I think the government is trying to get more people to have passports, like especially to fly. So I think there's more of a, um, I want to say, initiative to get people to um, do that. But like in, ge in general, uh, probably, I don't know. I want to say that not a lot. Not a lot of people like to travel abroad unless they're like from that area. Because mm -hmm. I think in Germany, there are hardly any Germans who haven't traveled abroad or that don't hold a passport. That's the yeah, way, that's, I guess. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you don't even need a passport to travel in Europe. Yeah. If you, yeah. With your national ID, you mm -hmm. can cross the borders. Yeah. And you can go to any place around Europe. So I got my own passport just when I went to Asia. Mm. Um, that was when I think with more than 20 years, 21 or so. Mm. That's when I applied for a passport because I needed one. I but around Europe, I've seen many places around Europe before that and I could all do that with my ID. 
And what about uh, Johanna in Poland? Where, where do the Poles go when they need, when they want to <laughs> clear their minds? Well, okay. Uh, for us, it depends uh, definitely on generation. So we have a lot of young people, students who are doing the um, program work and travel in USA. Um, so they work um, around five weeks and then they travel another five weeks around USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the the youngest generation. Then um, young professionals, I would say, normally we would go to Spain, Portugal, any warm countries within Europe. If we are talking about summer, our summer holidays, mm-hmm. and then we have a um, population of thirty five plus with kids. So those people normally, as far as I'm aware, they like to go to Croatia. That's surprising. Why Croatia? Um, I think it's not. It's not. Uh, there's no border between Poland and Croatia, no, right? No, there's, we're not okay. neighbors. Okay, uh, but specifically, Poles uh, uh, single out Croatia <laughs> as a, a tourism destination. Yes. So um, why is that? Well, I think first of all, safety situation. So no previous attacks. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. very important yeah. for Polish people. We are very protected. Always, we try to protect ourselves in that that case. Um, it's achievable like the distance by car because people travel with their families by cars mm. most Wait, of their people take a car yes. from Poland to Croatia yes which is uh, yeah, which is how, how, how many <laughs> hours drive well I checked today and it's like 14 hours oh, okay okay so, so you have to stop somewhere along the way yeah they, they stop like um, near Vienna for example somewhere mm. on the way on the motorway or there are two drivers so mm. mother and father, they're drivers, so each can do like maybe eight hours, you know, seven, mm. eight hours, and they're there. Right. <laughs> the same, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah I had a, was on a family holiday some couple of years ago when I was a teenager, and we drove to Croatia, <laughs> and it took like 20 hours or so. And my parents switched, yeah. and mm. it's, it's a very popular mode of traveling. In Germany. The the furthest away you can drive try drive in Israel is probably from the north to Elat, which is the south. And it would take you let's say seven hours. That would be the maximum. And I don't think you do it like once or twice in your life yeah. and then you don't do it again. It's uh it's too much uh, <laughs> driving for us. <laughs> but I think driving is the most common way in Pakistan as well. The place I mentioned Murray, I go by car. It's like eight to nine hour drive. We drive in the night and in the morning we go there. So driving is the best way to go. <laughs> there, the, um, my brother actually uh, has done this before, uh, going from the east coast or going from the west coast of the United States, from California all the way back up to New York. And uh, there are people that will take a bus and do that, and that takes I think like two two days. Or if I mean, if you're taking a bus, it might even take longer than that because you're stopping everywhere. Mm. But uh, I think from going from the West Coast to the East Coast is something like 20, if you're going straight, it's like 28, 30 hours. But I think in that case, like the road is the destination and And not, I mean, if you want to reach, if you're in Warsaw and you want to reach Croatia, then you want to spend how long in Croatia usually do people go? Maybe 10, 14 days. Yeah, so that's that's like a, a proper vacation, and then the the, ju- the drive is just the means to get there, right. and then. And there there are actually uh, like uh, they call it Route sixty six. 
<laughs> Let's just took a picture. <laughs> but uh, there, there's a there's a there's a famous uh, road Route 66, which uh, a lot of people um, mm-hmm. will just make that their entire vacation because the United States has so many different places that you can go to. All right. I'll, I'll just uh, let, well, we're moving on to the next like mini subject. Uh, we, we'll talk about like how vacations change uh, over time, like or, or you, with your status um, in Israel. For those of you who don't know, when when people are uh, 21, 22, when they finish military service, everybody, and I mean like 90% of the people, they go abroad for anywhere between three months and a year. And around 50% go to Central and South America okay. to specific uh, destinations in Central and South America that you can find, like, everybody there is Israeli to the point that the locals speak Hebrew. And those who don't go to South America, they either go to India. Really? Yeah, India is a very, very popular destination. Or uh, to the east of Asia, um, Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, um, yeah. to those places sometimes. A few people maybe go to Australia, and then a few go to Europe or Africa, but the majority of people go to um, Central America. And there are like spots along the way, if you go to Central America in every uh, Central and South American uh, country, there are like Israeli hubs that serve (laughs) Israeli food. Everybody speaks Hebrew, the signs are in Hebrew, and there's like, if you're an Israeli tourist, uh, then you, the, everything is word of mouth. There's there's a continuous uh, turnover between like is there's always a, a population of Israelis in a certain place, and they all tell you where the next place is. <laughs> when I traveled th- through South America, I I went out of my way to av- to try and avoid like the where uh, all is- Israelis go, and I actually found like a few places that were kind of German hubs <laughs> and like Swiss hubs. And uh, maybe like Belgian hubs or Dutch hubs, where I and I have this theory that every country in the world has these like very very particular routes and destinations where if you follow uh, a certain path in Argentina, you would find way over representation of Germans or uh, Polish people or in some other country. You'd say okay, like you said Manchester, which I yeah. never would assume. So do you know of anything like that where a, a specific place that you would go and Everybody speaks Polish, or the major, the, everybody knows that the the uh, like I would say maybe in Cancun they accept dollars and they speak English. Yeah, and it's I, like a an annex of uh, the U.S. In, inside Mexico. Do you guys know of anything like that? Yes. So there's one um, primary location for that. That's Mallorca in Spain. Mm-hmm. Ah. This is sometimes referred to as the 17th federal state of Germany. <laughs> okay. Because. Well, I think it's just populated by Germans and it's mostly party tourists. And it's a very popular location for friends, groups of friends to go for a summer holiday, two weeks or so, and just party their ass off. And so it's like m- more for, for young people? Yeah, no, like young people of all ages, let's say. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. You even have people like, spending weeks or months there in the summer or in the winter, like they're just going there and um, escaping the winter or something. And, and mm-hmm. So what about, let's talk about um, college vacations or university or student vacations, because when you're a student, there's a completely different type yeah. of vacation that you go to. I mean, also in Israel, 
It was probably, we go to the islands in the Mediterranean, um, Ayanapa, or maybe that's a little young, but uh, Mallorca or those kind of places. Thailand is a very, very popular destination for, for students in Israel. I mean, in the U.S., there, that's, there's some famous destinations for that. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you're in college, um, uh, there's, they call it spring break. So that's where you'll have all these college kids just having a pilgrimage in either um, Myrtle Beach or they'll go to uh, places in Florida or even Cancun, and um, they're just known to have these wild, wild parties. And it's just everything is just, uh, it's just supposed to be seen as you're working hard at university or at a college and that you just have this um, one-week break where you just... Total debauchery. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and it, it's apparently, I mean, I have never been, but apparently it gets pretty uh, pretty crazy. And when is that, like spring break? Is it one week? Uh, yeah, I mean, every college and university is, is like slightly different, but it's usually sometime in, in uh, March. I see. Okay. In Do March. you guys have that in Poland? Like um, a central, uh, like centralized um, university vacation where all the students go, go out? And yeah, so our final exams are usually in June. And then mid of June, end of June, we're able to do some more fun than just study. And our university starts in October. So we have pretty a lot of time to, yeah. you know. To hey, so where do people go? So as I mentioned already, we do work and travel in USA. Now mm -hmm. I think it's also more popular Australia, maybe New Zealand as well. Um, but I think like when I think about my time when I was a student, uh, we used to go to the Baltic Sea. So this is destination which we really like to enjoy. So Lithuania? No, uh, Poland. Oh, Poland. Yes. Okay. So our own Baltic Sea, like this part. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so, so like local and then I think Spain. Spain? Yes. All right. So how's college life in Pakistan? When I was in school, we have holidays in summer. And it's like three months. But unfortunately, when I go in college, it was only for one month. <laughs> <laughs> My hard luck. So when I was in college, I was always thinking to go to Thailand. Thailand? And is yeah. that a popular destination? Yeah, it's, it is because... Thailand, it's nearby. Yeah, it's nearby, of course. But i never been there, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. And in Germany? Uh, we don't have anything centralized, um, but people like to travel in the semester break. Mm. So we have a lot of students going through Asia, Cambodia, Thailand, Vietnam, mm -hmm. just backpacking for a few weeks, or doing work and travel in Australia. It's a very popular thing to do in Germany. They just get you back, work and travel in, in Australia, go around the country. Um, but yeah, Germans love to, to travel, and especially more and more uh, young people, students, like to spend their that breaks abroad. How common are like long vacations, like more than a few weeks, maybe months, or, or like taking like a tour around the world or a gap year? I think more common nowadays, yeah. So I, I met a lot of um, friends, other people in Germany who have been on a, on a week-long trip, weeks-long trip in, in Asia, for example. Mm -hmm. So I myself traveled there for six months, uh, six weeks and went to three different countries. And you meet quite a few of 
Germans around there who do the same thing mm. for even longer times. Sometimes. And is it uh, like do German employers? Uh, is it common like in terms of what German employers allow? Like how many days of vacation, or you have to quit your job and travel and then go back and look for another job? Well, I think you have around twenty-four working days or so, uh, holidays over a year. Um, but students, for example, take a gap year sometimes, and mm. they have um, semester break for you know, it's uh, a month, two months or so in the summer, I think. And so you can do a long trip. And there's also people who go on a sabbatical, for example, and then they come back, they can return to the company. Yeah. Or they just, you know, go in transition, quit their job, go traveling, come back <laughs> a year months. later, <laughs> five months later, and uh, go for a new job. All right. Is that, is that a common thing in Pakistan? It is a common thing everywhere, I think. Really? <laughs> of course you have to work. Everybody wants to work, if you want to work. Mm-hmm. But do you, is it common for people like to take a like a month 22 or two months? or 25 days minimum per year holidays. And after some specific time, if you still want to continue your holidays, then you have to be on holiday mode for your life uh. <laughs> and find a new job as well. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what about Poland or US? I, it's, it's, it's very interesting that you're um, talking about all these uh days that you you get off because the United States is not like that at all (laughs) Um, yeah because there's actually a lot of jobs that you don't get uh, if you work full-time you'll get one like five days a year (laughs) so um, I'm actually uh, I because I'm a teacher um, I get a month I get a month and a half to two months off and so that's the only way that I'm able to do this but uh, you have to either quit your job or somehow have a sabbatical or be just coming out of school to be able to take a very long travel break. And especially Americans that I've met have just, are in a transition, they've just quit their job and they're going to travel for a month before they have to go back to reality in the States. How many, everybody's looking at you, how many vacation days you get in Poland? Um, so it's different for um, young professionals and for people who work, I think, more than three years. So first you get 21 days, and then after three years you get 26. So meaning you basically could do three full weeks of traveling. Uh, and I think we have a lot of investing corporates from abroad. So also culture and mindset, it's very international. Therefore, we, I think as employees, people can feel that they have this flexibility to travel much longer than just one week or two weeks. They are already requests for sure for three weeks. And I think, um, you know, also with home office, which is super popular right mm-hmm. now in the shared services companies, people yeah. can also already move to their vacation place, finish their work, you know, yeah. like working like work from remotely. there, yeah. work remotely, but also like still just finish some things. Mm-hmm. If they didn't manage to finish it before they left and they just just enjoy it. And then working remotely, it's totally different topic, which is also amazing. When you travel, do you look for other Polish people or do you try to avoid them? Because in, in, there's like a, a, a joke in Israel that Israelis do two things when they're abroad. They look for other Israelis and then they try to avoid them when they find them. 
<laughs> so, do you uh, <laughs> look for the person and then avoid that person? <laughs> Excuse me. Look for the person and then avoid that person. The same thing. <laughs> in why Pakistan? are you looking for the person? <laughs> well, it's a and it's a joke, of yeah, course. But of course. Uh, I mean, do you do you like spending time abroad uh, with, with when you? Are you looking for other Pakistanis uh, to have like shared experience or? It's always good when you find a person from your area because you can speak the common language as well, and it's always been more fun when you are speaking in your language. Mm-hmm. So it's good, but sometimes it's not good as well. So I do find sometimes, and when I'm in bar and some place like this, I like to avoid my people's country, <laughs> people of my country. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Americans, they they always say that Americans gravitate. Other Americans, but I don't know to what extent <laughs> well, that's true. And that's it, it's kind of interesting because actually, when I've traveled, the first uh, people I try to find are Germans, because they're <laughs> because congratulations, you find one. Because they're usually the they're usually the friendliest people that I've met, and they're usually the ones that. Um, well, no, yeah, no, I know no, you're, <laughs> you're like looking at that's like, a uh, big day for Germans. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, uh, other people like Australians, they're usually pretty mm-hmm. fun. Um, but generally, sometimes you meet Americans, but they're not. Um, I'm from the United States. I'm always around Americans, yeah. and part of the idea of travel is meeting different people you know like just have being part of this podcast you know listening and talking about our different cultures is it's it's what i'm looking for when i travel i mean i noticed that a lot of israelis when they travel they specifically target places to meet other other israelis Mm -hmm. even if they didn't travel together with them they'll go out of their way to to find other israelis and speak hebrew and and like do an eat hummus uh, even if it's like, I don't know, in Thailand or Colombia. <laughs> and so I, I, while traveling, I met some of these people and I, I, I didn't ask, I wasn't so blunt, but I wanted to say like, why do you spend all this money traveling halfway across the world to do something you could do yeah. like every day in, in, in your, your country? country. <laughs> but I'm, but I'm, I'm thinking, you know, it's more of, it's more because of the uh, vacation mindset. You know, yeah. so you get you get like for some people you get all the benefits of familiarity to be like you said speaking your language. Yeah. You don't have to think and translate and things like that. But you are in a different location. You don't have a boss. You're not thinking about your kids. You're not thinking about this and that. So it's more of like maybe a mindset thing. I don't know. Could it be a safety issue? Like that Israelis feel safe with their own kind. Because, I, mean, you have I think internal internal safety maybe yeah. uh, more more like so internal right. safety yeah. than than uh, than like external safety because you know maybe you you don't want to be uh, there's there's also the thing of you know uh, the strength in numbers you know when you walk um, around you you're like five people walking around in a group you feel much more uh, secure you're yeah. not going to be robbed you're not going to be attacked yeah. mm-hmm. but I really I really believe that it's, it more has to do with because it's different types of people as far as I am concerned. And the, uh, we're talking about people who they want the familiarity. They want they don't want to work too hard to to enjoy their vacation. They don't want somewhere. Some people are adventurous. You know, they want to go where they don't know anyone and they have to mm-hmm. learn everything. And and then some people just want to go somewhere where they're on vacation. They throw away all their their problems for they put them in a bag and lock it for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. But they don't have to work hard. They they still speak Hebrew or they speak their, their language they you know I, I've seen some places where 
like you know the 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 experience is is almost similar to 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 where you come from yeah but the shake the fruits in the shake are different mm. so the beach is a little bit different and I yeah. think for some people that is enough I don't know uh, <laughs> that's my that's my, my guess. all right let me ask you what is like the you know that meme that is like the starting pa- the starter pack for like uh, describe the German tourist starter pack like how would you uh, the minimum um, the minimum things that you need so there's a very like stereotypical picture of the German tourist it's like a Hawaii shirt like <laughs> the flowers a hat um, usually he's got a belly um, he's male and he's got some some sandals and white tennis socks and shorts and a sunburn a sunburn so that's a that's a stereotypical German tourist and while well, you actually find those yeah sadly you actually have those yeah. <laughs> has to come from somewhere the stereotype yeah they always do <laughs> what is the stereotypical Pakistani tourist that I'm wearing I know <laughs> <laughs> I like to bring this with the shorts and t-shirts with some sneakers and hat if it's okay and good goggles from Ray-Ban Ray-Ban <laughs> yeah <laughs> alright Joanna how would you recognize a Polish tourist when you see them I think I usually recognize them just because I know how Polish people look like, but more facial things than rather items they have. Probably those families who travel far away, since they have a car, once they open their trunk, they have literally everything they could have with them. You know, because they have two kids also, so they're taking like uh, this remote fridge, for to take it later to the beach. So, for example, when they're going to the beach, like in Poland, the Balt- when they are at the Baltic Sea, they have full stuff in their hands. I don't really know even what they have there, but you will, you can recognize them by lots of items they're bringing with them to the beach. Like there is no tomorrow. You don't travel light. No, no, like hand luggage. This for forget about it. All right. I think I have same like in Pakistan. When Pakistani people are going on holidays, they like to keep everything. Everything. They don't need to buy like towels, shoes, brush, toothpaste. Even somebody wants to carry food as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think in the United States, it's, it's a very similar to like the, as we were talking about, the German tourists. <laughs> it, it, it's like when you said that, I was like, yeah, that's, that's the American tourist. Uh, you, and you can always tell because they always have the... Uh, um, expensive camera around mm, their shoulders yeah. <laughs> and they always have the obnoxious hat and stuff like that so I think well in Israel it, it varies first of all if you're young uh, right after the military people grow their hair long because you have to have short hair when you're in the military uh, yeah. so after that everybody go like all oh, the men the women doesn't matter but the men like grow their hair really <laughs> long just because you can Okay. And so you'll and you'll often see like long like young guys with long hair, long beards. Again, just because you can suddenly grow your your hair, and and a lot of the times they'll still hang on to their military uh, t-shirts. Okay. Like if you if you ever see, really? yeah, like yeah. going on with with like the t-shirt with the, their unit with the military units <laughs> for some reason like wow. hanging on to it. And also, I think it has to do with uh, the ability to recognize more Israel, like other Israelis. So you, you, you wear, you you kinda, you the, wear the sign yeah. and you say, oh, I know this guy, you were with my cousin's second brother or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and then it's like, it, it's immediately shared commonality. 
And uh, and for families or I guess like people who are a little bit older, I don't I don't know how you would like recognize them, but um, but they would probably hold like a, a phone and like argue with each other on uh, <laughs> like where, <laughs> where 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 should they go? Where to eat hummus in Portugal? Was that where to eat hummus in Portugal? Exactly, so. exactly. <laughs> what about gifts? Is it customary to bring back gifts from vacation? And I mean, there's a stereotype of bringing back Toblerone from wherever you go, even if yeah. it's. I've never heard that. Yeah, <laughs> I've, never that, heard, I've never heard that. Yeah. You've never heard of that? To bring back Toblerone? Toblerone. Why? <laughs> do you do that? Yeah, my it, best friend asked me to do that, and I'm just politely did that, but I was like, I don't know, they're everywhere at the airport, so whatever you're there, you just grab them yourself. There's <laughs> a, the only reason someone would eat Toblerone in Israel, there's Toblerone in the supermarket, but the only yeah. reason someone would eat Toblerone is because someone got back from abroad and, and bought Toblerone. I don't know where it came from. You can get Toblerone in the supermarket, yeah. but for some reason people only buy it in other airports <laughs> and bring oh. it back. And I don't know why it's specifically Toblerone. <laughs> I don't know why that's the, the, the gift that people give. I was sure it was yeah, like, yeah. I was positive that it would be like uh, international, that everybody gives Toblerone. But now I understand that it's something uniquely Israeli. That, yeah, if you, if you walk into an Israeli like office or workplace and you see somebody eating a Toblerone, the first thing you ask is, oh, who went on vacation? <laughs> Is there any like specific gift that you would give if you come uh, back to Germany? Not actually, no. I don't think there's a there's a big gift giving culture. Um, you bring something for your family, maybe for your close friends, um, but often I think Germans bring back something for themselves. Mm, like what? Like a like a souvenirs? Yeah, like a like a souvenir or I don't know, painting, whatever. Like. Um, but they, some people really, they, they have a collection of pieces they brought from each of their, their travels and then they can walk you through the house and they can tell you the stories of their vacations uh -huh. by going from one piece to another. And is it common to like, sh how do you share your vacation experiences? Like, you know, a long time ago, the, there were slides, you would have to sit through the slides when someone would tell you about their vacation. I know in Israel, it, it's becoming more, more and more common when families uh, come home they take all their pictures and they uh, publish, not publish, but like they produce a book mm. with yeah. all the pictures. Yeah. It's, it's quite common. So if you walk into like an Israeli family, you'd see like uh, on the bookshelf, like our trip to Croatia, our trip to Europe, our trip to China. And this <laughs> somehow it's actually like interesting f for me. Like I don't. I'll bring back maybe a postcard from every place I've been to. I uh, the same. But yeah, it's <laughs> I have a wall full of postcards from all the places I went to. Because it's 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 very small. You, it, it doesn't cost a lot, and it doesn't weigh anything, so you can easily mm. put it somewhere. But the one thing I do, and this is the third year in a row I've done a trip like this, is um, every year I always buy a money belt. And it always breaks about a week into the trip. But what I do is I just hang it on the wall next to the other ones. So I'm saying, oh, this was 2017, this is 2018, this is 2019. But uh, I mean, because I think especially you know, for me, like a vacation, it's more about the memory and the experience more than something physical that you can bring back. It's, I think, I think that's 
for a lot of people that travel now, it's about the experience and mm-hmm. not so much what you can. Yeah, you know, I mean, but sometimes you want something physical to, to you know, to hold the memory or to yeah. keep reminding right, right, you. Right, right, like, right. I, I, everywhere I go, I, I take a coffee mug. <laughs> so that in the morning when I when I drink my coffee I look at all the mugs and I say hmm today I'll drink from the Berlin mug <laughs> today I'll drink from the Madrid mug from the Chicago mug like every time I have this like slight reminiscence of uh, any mm-hmm. kind of yeah, uh, destination the Starbucks cups was that? Is it the Starbucks cup? Each and every one of them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's people who do that. Yeah, no, I mean, every, I, I every try. Every place they go to, they bring back the Starbucks cup or wow. the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anything, it's like, you know, it's it's a vehicle for a memory. Yeah. You know, you only need one cup in your life, but it's a vehicle for, for remembering uh, a certain yeah, place yeah. and something like that. So how do you, like, share your... Or cherish or share it with your family or vacation experience. My vacation experience, first of all, I like to tell about gifts. Mm-hmm. We have a very good uh, like environment. We have to gift each other. And if you are in abroad or going somewhere, and if you forget to bring a gift for someone, he will get offended from you. It happened with me. Really? One of my friends, he told me to bring something. I can't take the name. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, I forgot. And he never speak me for two weeks as well. Oh my god! But wow. how is it really? Did you forget about me? No, you cannot do this. <laughs> what, what level of familiarity do you have to like f- to supply gifts for? Is it just immediate family, immediate family and close it's friends? It's mostly like family and close friends. I would say in Israel, uh, you bring something for your family, your close family, maybe like one or two close friends and your co-workers. If you work in an office, they would bring something like communal, like Toblerone for the office. Toblerone or... (laughs) You would always bring... Even if you bring something else, you would always bring... Toblerone on top of that. I, like, um, I, I, I just can't get over the Toblerone. That just, that just blows my mind. I was, I'll tell you what, I was convinced that you would all say, yes, of course, Toblerone. We all gift Toblerone. I was sure that that, was, that would be the response. I'll, I'll, I will have to say, I think that the first Toblerone I had was just outside of the studio <laughs> that they had in the candy dish. So... So I would ask, like, oh, somebody in the studio uh, just got back from vacation. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll move on to our um, we'll move on to our rapid fire questions. Okay, Okay, I'm going to ask all of you the same question. I want you to give the first answer that comes to mind. Try not thinking (laughs) about it too much. All right. Where is the best place? to get coffee in your town, in your hometown? The next coffee shop, my house. What's, what's the name? Do you know? I don't remember the name. <laughs> and is because anything special the, the about that coffee? That I never read the name. <laughs> All right. It's a coffee shop next to me. I, I won't ask you your, where you live. But yeah. uh, Simon? Same question. Same question. Um, I wouldn't know. I started drinking coffee in Portugal. I didn't do it in Germany. All right. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Joanna? Uh, my hometown. Where is your hometown? Far away. Far away. <laughs> <laughs> no, in Poland. Okay, so there is uh, one coffee shop which calls Rainbow. It is next to our super old cinema, which also named it's Rainbow. And what's special about the coffee in Rainbow? Well, it's very 
tasty and it's a very unique place because it's a super small town and it reminds you big towns coffee shops mm. hipster ones ah uh, hipster ones yeah All that's right. what I mean <laughs> <laughs> alright it's it, this I know this sounds just really bad but I I prefer McDonald's coffee that is the most American thing you've ever I know <laughs> if, if there was one thing <laughs> it's it's just I, I it must it must be like as we were talking about like a, like a familiarity thing, but there's just I don't know I, I, it's not difficult to please me with coffee coffee and it's just I don't know McDonald's has always been just oh yeah this isn't bad it's just well it's consistent it's yes like, exactly you, you know exactly what you get like and when we're coming over here um, if I don't want to try to find some place you know. F- fancy to eat that you know there's always mcdonald's right there all right does, uh, uh, does the coffee then taste differently around the world was it really always actually I, I have not had mcdonald's coffee in europe i have to i have to be adventurous <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we have a little bit different culture in pakistan people use tea as compared to the coffee oh, okay. so, so mostly tea culture tea culture as compared to the coffee and would you say it's the same coffee shop to get the yeah, best tea I get the tea and coffee and I prefer coffee oh, I don't nice. know it's like anti-Pakistani but I'm sorry oh. <laughs> well I'll just say that if you're ever in Tel Aviv probably the best coffee shop is called Cafelix Cafelix and I just really it's a really small place and if you if you get there after like 10 a.m. it's already crowded yeah. so and they have like they hang the the mugs of the um, regular clients that that come there often you get your own mug that's really your name so that's a, I, I'm not I go there a lot I but I'm still there. not I'm still not a regular <laughs> all right favorite local music artist Atif Aslam Atif Aslam yeah what's the genre of music it's like a classical music and uh, rock as well but he's a famous singer in Pakistan he's a local and he's very good. All right. Atif Aslam. Simon? <laughs> I would have to say Rammstein. Rammstein? <laughs> so the old, that, now you ones. just said the most German thing you could have said. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most typical German thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I love them, but more the old stuff than the new stuff. Um, it, it's it's difficult because I know that my my city has a local uh, music scene and it's a pretty good local music scene, but I don't usually follow a lot of it, so I, ca- I can't even give like a really good answer because my uh, interest in the local music scene ended like 20 years ago. So <laughs> so it's like because I used to be very much into punk music and uh we just don't have that type of scene anymore so give us a good punk band that, or artist that you you used to like uh i used to well, i mean i still listen to like th- things like uh bad religion pennywise rancid mm-hmm. uh operation ivy and um those were always bands like especially when i was younger um that became really popular i was able to see in my city or see in uh a city very close to me, so um, they have a very close connection to my youth and me growing mm. up. Jana? Um, in Poland, I would name Fish and Emade. Emade? Emade. Emade? Yeah. All right, well, I'll have you write that down for me later so <laughs> I can put it in the description. <laughs> I, I, I don't really follow uh, Israeli music, but if there's one band that I would have to name, it's a band called uh, Yitziat Cherum, which means like emergency exit. They haven't been 
active like for 20 years yes, and yes. I, I totally missed the time when they were popular <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason I, I, I still really like their music alright so with that I'll conclude this uh, wonderful episode um, I want to thank all of you you were wonderful oh, and you. I want to hope that you, you have a, a wonderful vacation yeah. now and in the future also I want to uh, thank this place Sound Labs it was really difficult to find uh a recording studio in Lisbon. <laughs> I, I was looking for a good studio for days and uh, this place was super nice and uh, this is a super professional place. So if you're ever in Lisbon and you want to record a podcast, this is definitely the place. So thank you everyone and uh, make sure you like and subscribe and, and we want to hear from you. So write down in the comment section where you're from and uh, let us know how people from your part of the world go on vacations. See you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.